fucking professional podcasters. We are. This is 168. And we're back with a very special set of episodes. Yes. What do we call these? We love the 2010. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. For for background, when we were coming up with concepts for 168, we basically originated this from like best week ever slash I love the insert decade here's because they were great and everyone loved them and we loved them and missed them. Yes. And so now that this decade is ending, we felt it very necessary, imperative even, to do our own version of We Love the Tens. The Tens. Which I wish we had like a classier thing to say. We love the dime period. <laughs> I don't mind that. That sounds kind of like epic. Like like the Baroque period or like the ooh. Renaissance era. <laughs> the dime period <laughs> we were talking earlier that it's really hard to be retro like reflective about this period because it doesn't really feel like it has an identity but so much shit happened and we can't wait to get into all of that mess yes with y'all so welcome back to 168 we love the 2010s we love the dime period we love the decade hey <laughs> fucking professional podcasters we are this is 168 and we're back with a very special set of episodes yes what do we call these we love the 2010 yes <laughs> for background when we were coming up with concepts for 168 we basically originated this from like best week ever slash i love the insert decade here's because they were great, and everyone loved them, and we loved them and missed them. Yes. And so now that this decade is ending, we felt it very necessary, imperative even, to do our own version of We Love the Tens. The Tens. Which I wish we had like a classier thing to say. We love the dime period. I don't mind that. That sounds kind of like epic, like like the Baroque period or like the Renaissance era. <laughs> the dime period <laughs> we were talking earlier that it's really hard to be retro like reflective about this period because it doesn't really feel like it has an identity but so much shit happened and we can't wait to get into all of that mess yes with y'all so welcome back to 168 we love the 2010s we love the dime period we love the decade hey <laughs> for this first we love the 2010 segment we are going to review our most influential iconic albums that defined the decade we will start in the year 2010 10 years ago we were still in high school yeah. about to graduate um so juniors going on seniors uh very dramatic boy crazy mm -hmm. um and fresh off of so far gone i think i will say thank me later by drake that was my favorite why thank me later um because i was a huge drake stan like jimmy brooks was my husband i used to kiss like a degrassi magazine go i mean i feel like you were ready to be a, a drake stan you were yeah. built for that but, like replacement girl is like top <laughs> yes the choice well, of the top top songs of the decade <laughs> for me um but yeah no. they forget about the deep cuts yes they forget so thank me later i feel like everybody that doubted me 
really understood, like, really started to listen to my musical taste after that came out. Drake was a deep cut back then. It was, like, his second album. We were like, is this going to be good? Mm-hmm. Everyone was very, very skeptical about it. But I think people like me and you, we had faith in a wheelchair, Jimmy. Yes. Uh, my favorite album from 2010 and possibly ever was My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. Really? Yeah. Why? People have a very visceral reaction like a to this deep album. connection. And I'm like, yeah. maybe I have to go back and listen to I it don't, as an adult. I don't really know. Like, it was like, it was different for him. It was something, I, it was like an album I'd never heard before. Like the the intros and like Runaway and like um, Double in a Blue Dress. And like, mm. I was like, this album is kind of scary, but I love it. Wow. <laughs> I was like really deeply immersed and I would listen to the whole thing all the way through. Without skipping anything. Wow. Even the Chris Rock monologue, like the whole thing. I listened to the whole thing. Yeah, I really... And I do encourage you to go back and listen to it because it's the last thing that Kanye dropped that I connect personally. Like, I really fuck with that album. But my favorite song, from which is tough, from uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, is Gorgeous with Kid Cudi and Raekwon. And I don't know why, but like the beat and just like the bars are really, really good. And like, it just makes me feel a type of way. Like a lot of the songs on the album do like all the lights, run away. See, I don't have a connection to all of the lights. I do love all of the lights. I like it, but I think people love it after you listen to the whole album all together. And it's the like interlude. Art. Have you heard you know. the interlude before it comes before it? Just like the violin. <laughs> You know? I'll play it here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very it's 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 very beautiful. Go ahead, sorry. No, okay. I'm I I um Also Nicki Minaj's verse on Monster because I mean, let's be honest, that was her prime. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. Beautiful. Um on Drake's Thank Me Later, I think I was torn between at first, fancy and find your love, and then I was like, "That's so me." <laughs> it is. Oh, find your love is the worst. I one. know, and I know you would give me shit for it. And I was like, uh, there's, "There's better content here. There's better content here." <laughs> um, but no, then I was between fancy and shut it down, and I decided on fancy because I that that fancy. little blurb, you know, when he gets to the end, and it's like enough money to loan us if it sounds like you. Let me hear you repeat it. Yeah. Something, something mm-hmm. to believe in. Could yeah. you fancy? I'll play it. And here. you felt fancy. You and do. I feel and like And you were like, you know, 17 song. and you felt fancy. Like, yeah, this is the best song to get ready about to. Me. Right. And Swiss Beats is great. So karaoke, no? Not karaoke? I know. Karaoke is such a used song, though. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Am I being basic for loving karaoke? No. I'm basic for liking Find Your Love. That's why I carry it. Yeah, I knew that. I mean, am I also also basic is my question. No. (laughs) You tell us. (laughs) Let us us know. Okay, 2011. Big year. High school graduation. That was the year of really Into college. Pop. That was very awkward pop. What is awkward pop? 
2011, you remember when we graduated, it was like really weird pop music. Like Pitbull was in his prime. Usher was no longer making R&B music. It was Miley like, Cyrus made OMG. a party in the USA. Yes. Huh, yep. Senior year. I definitely kind of really That was awkward that pop. And that was a great song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think every black person knows all the words and will sing that song. Like, please don't. Yeah. Before she got problematic, we were definitely in bars singing the shit out of that song. Yeah. Because we put our hands up, you know. Not in my head like yeah, moving my hips like yeah. yeah. See, like that that song fucking hits every cheerleading competition ever. Okay, so my pick from 2011 is probably gonna be the same as your pick, which is what take care. I knew you weren't gonna do watch the throne, but take care means a lot to both. It could just be both of ours. Let's just talk about that one. If you want me, I can talk about watch the throne, but I'm also gonna pick favorite song from a take care. I and just take just know that take about, care is my pick. Let's do both. Okay. I so. think we should just talk about take care takes the cake, no matter what. Drake's best album of all time. Of all time. Oh Why do we God. argue about this? Who's arguing? Why are you arguing with me? Why are you saying that you know more life is better than take care? Oh my God! Never. Adding my husband. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's something wrong with him. Like he was dropped on his head as a child. Because it's not, not at my husband. <laughs> it's just not. Take Care was a monumental, life-changing album for us because it was like our first winter in college, maybe November, early December. Yes. And we were like, like playing it over and over every day. Like it was cold outside. We went to go see a Drake concert. I remember the album dropped the day before the Drake concert. Yes, like, and like, we were like, that week, we're and like, we had do to, some take care songs. <laughs> I remember everybody literally binged the fucking album, and me being me, I didn't binge the full album. So the first time I heard Hell Yeah Fucking Right was at the pregame. And you guys were so mad. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you were so mad. I feel like I remember that. Like, you were literally like, we were like throat deep in this album. Yeah. Like, it was all I, I was, was listening like, to. Hell yeah. Hell. And I'm like, <laughs> the motto can. The motto defines so many of our freshman year memories. Yeah. Real nigga, what's up? Real nigga, what's up? Wow. What's your favorite song from Take Care? Um, I am torn between cameras because John B. and Drake, was that was just like the biggest masterpiece of all time. <clears throat> and look what you've done because I, I just like the lyricism on that. And I feel like it always makes me almost cry when I listen to it. You pick both of the, like the saddest songs on the album. <laughs> <laughs> you oh my God, so both of them. You think cameras is sad? Good, good ones go. At least it's sad. Oh, I never listened that far. What? That's a great part. I mean, like, yes, it's good, but I'm really just trying to hear the John B parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God. I my like basic song pick that's my favorite is practice. Oh, I can tell. I for sure embarrassed myself to that song several times. I I mean. The money's got you working. I was not getting any money for the performances I was putting on. Um, your body's so wet. It was like a spoken word. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was probably covered in sweat in some in some party I shouldn't have been at. But, like, nothing but fond memories for practice. Wow. But honestly, like, the whole album, like I said, when I celebrate albums, it's because I can listen to the whole... Oh, take care. 
That's my second favorite. Take care. Mm-hmm. I know you've been hurt. Any Rihanna Drake song, honestly, is a hit for me. But <sighs> yeah, you can tell they could because of toxicity. Yeah, it's just the toxicity like rumbles up and makes like a beautiful beat melody like yeah. conflict. Drake like, was meant yes. to make music. Yeah, you know he songs was. Turned out like shit. Then like we wouldn't put up with so much. But he literally is. I'm willing to put up with a lot more. Honestly, a consistent it's, legend. It's fucked up, but I am. I will. You saw he was texting Billy Eilish. I Eilish. am ignoring l- lots of things. It will take a lot for me to cancel Drake. I'm being very honest and putting that out yeah, there. I know. It will take and a I lot. love canceling people. Like, this I mean, is I'd when like, I will pull you, the then. cancel culture is toxic card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see you ready. I see you ready. And then the runner up. Um, oh, yes. The runner up quickly, Watch the Throne. That was um, an iconic album simply because we were going into college. Yes. And like it was blasting from every like every house and apartment was like blasting this oh, ball I so can't. hard. Motherfuckers want to find me like out of every window. Yeah. Um, so that's just like it, it makes me excited to hear the album. I don't listen to it as much as Take Care, but my favorite track probably was pause for a moment good oh i already know actually unless you're are you ready yeah go ahead well no mine's definitely no church in the wild Mm. i'd walk the class to it i'd work out to it i'd sleep to it like whatever (laughs) and like it's just like the beat (laughs) like i can still get excited when i listen to that song so and frank ocean i mean come on of course that was, yeah, just a beautiful song. Tears on the mausoleum floor. And the lyrics, I mean, come on. And. Just great. Just great. You know, the Dream also helped write that. Yes, he's actually right here in the credits. Yeah, he was. he's all over that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dream in his prime. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to go against the green because I don't really want to say, like, Niggas in Paris would be that for me. It's a great song. But I also just want to do an honorable mention to Big Sean with Marvin Gaye and Chardonnay. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Is it on this album? Uh, no, it's just I'm, I'm like different album honorable mention track. Okay, right. Yeah. Okay, because that was a big one for our freshman year as well. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Big Sean, that probably was his prime. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I'm I'm still a good Big Sean fan. I'm for sure, but the people have primes, you know. That's true. It was great. Dance was big. Yeah. Dance was huge. Yeah. yeah. Yay. Oh, what a great year. Okay. Um, 2012. 2012 was a great year for music, and honestly, this is pretty difficult. Let's start with Channel Orange. Yes. You guys played that, that album before. just so much. I'm going to tell you where my head was at. Okay, so. Okay. This was summer after freshman year, and I was going through a separation breakup thing. <laughs> And I was working at BCBG. And I, I was living at home. Like, after your first year in college and you're living at home and then Frank yeah, Ocean shit. drops a fucking album and then what do you do? All you do is listen to it and be in your feelings all summer. So, that's what I did. My favorite song from that album is... Mm, oh, Pink Matter. Man. But thinking about you. Look. <laughs> but think about you. Sweet life. Wow. I still feel Channel Orange so deeply. That makes sense. Though. I'm putting all these albums back on my playlist. They're all <laughs> uh, 
I think for me, it would have to be... I'll say Sierra Leone. I do love that song. I love all the songs, honestly. I really mm-hmm. can't. Wait, is Pyramids on there? Yeah. Yeah, Pyramids. Okay. <laughs> Hands down. Pyramids is like three different songs in one, and all of them slap, so... Um, and then my Good Kid Mad City, my honorable mention, I mean, it's just a great album. I guess we can't get into every single one, even though I want to, but is there any album that you want to talk about from 2012? No, not particularly. Okay, I'm going to quickly talk about Finally Rich and just the fact that, like, Chief Keef came out and blew up everything in the world and kind of began this movement of rap music in a different direction and had every single party, like, literally jumping, like, people jumping and, like acting crazy and wilding out but like it was all in good fun like no violence no fighting it was just like the most fun shit ever so shout out to chief keith he's like 22 now or something <laughs> like kid's not aging um, yeah, he's 22 but he's a rap mean? legend yeah. 2013 okay what's going on in 2013 for you for so me saying. yeah acid rap was a big deal yeah, it was a big deal for everybody but me. Damn, really? A lots of big album stuff. It's the same way I am with TV stuff. I'm just kind of really bratty about it. Yeah. So if a lot of you're people still listening like to it, like Christina Milian and like we're all listening to like the new Kendrick. Yeah. And I'm like dipping up, like literally, <laughs> like people are literally listening to like Kendrick Lamar think pieces, and I'm like, says he won't ya, <laughs> or like listening to Naughty Boy or Naughty Girl, not yeah. budging. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Does then the- later I catch on, but it's not the same. I might get like I won't ever listen to the full thing. I might just be like, mm, I like these three songs. It's an experience, though. I know. Now that I'm getting older and realize that I I use TV as my background noise so much, mm-hmm. and now I'm trying to replace it with music. I try to alternate, you know. So I just get different influences. But like as I got older, actually, I've been listening to less music, which has been kind of a bummer. But Beyonce self-titled also came out that year, bitch. Which was all was like life changing for me. And we became AKAs that year. So that's probably the beginning. It came out in December. It came out in December, and we were like, "Oh my god!" All these in November and all these AKA ass songs. Like we were so hyped. We were so excited. Self-titled was really a lot for me because it came out, and then I I went to Ecuador, and like I was listening to it like. This is really getting me through. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, and like watching Real. y'all snaps and shit. <laughs> 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 Listening to Superpower, which is my favorite song off self-titled. You act like, you know, it was fun having like eight hour chapter meetings. I, it was fun. It was a bonding thing. I wasn't there to bond. That's so fair. I was bonding via phone and like FaceTime. It's not the same. That's fair. And then Acid Rap, my favorite song was mm, I'm gonna say something and then I'm gonna regret it if I don't look at the full list of songs mm, while you do that my favorite song from Beyonce self-titled would have to be bl- mm, blow or Drive I do love. love blow and then all the music videos that came out I was like this is groundbreaking this is it like she has a music video it. for every single song. <laughs> oh, Yonsei. Also, the shortest, best song in history. Like That's true. If she could do an extended version of Yonsei, like, that would make my whole year. Just that. Mm-hmm. Don't drop anything else. Just like a, a three-minute song that's Yonsei. <laughs> um, I was going to say Juice, but now I think I'm going to say... 
Smoke again because it always hits home for me. Like, I need to listen to Ezra Rap start to finish. Please do. I'm begging you. I'm going to lock you in a room with small children and my favorite albums from start oh my to finish. God, I'm miserable. Sorry. Some things must be forced upon people. Mm-hmm. 2014. I do still have a favorite acid rap song. Okay, go ahead. What is it? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I do love that song. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't listen, but I listen. Mm, You don't listen. (laughs) Okay, so 2014 wasn't a huge year for, like, albums. Very Um, underwhelming, but it was big on life. Yeah, there were some great singles that came out. Uh, Hot Nigga, Bobby Schmurder. Wow. Let My Nigga Out. Really take free Bobby. He's coming out next week. That's amazing. By the time you're listening to this, he's probably like gonna get out tomorrow. No, that's really true. Wow. Fancy by Iggy Azalea. That was the one song I would nah. still credit her for. I will. It's a great song. Um, but the album that probably defined that year was Forest Hills Drive. J. Cole. Now, I will say that every J. Cole album has some great songs on it. And like, I enjoy it, but sometimes it takes me a while to be like this. I like all, some of the songs on here. Like I skip them at first and I'd be like, oh. That and that I like the entire body of work. I feel yeah. like niggas are always the first ones to be like, this album is a masterpiece. Oh my yeah. God. Da, 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 da. And then I just feel like the first five times I listen to it, I'm like, mm, I really only like three songs. Yeah. Or like, you know, like half, whatever. Um, but going back and listening to Forest Hills Drive, um, um, he probably should have gotten more credit for it. There are some really good songs he on here. He got a lot of credit for it. We played it a lot, but I don't think he won any like awards or anything for it. Maybe. I don't think so. I think he still talks about how he's never won any awards for like any of his shit for real. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I will say, I think I just felt underwhelmed by For- Forest Hills Drive based on Friday Night Lights. Because Friday Night Lights, like I loved that entire album. Mm. I'll have to go back and listen to it because I wasn't like really listening to full j cole albums until college Mm. so and also i think 2014 happening in my life i wasn't listening to a lot of music we were going into our senior year of college yes so why not uh that was right when my mom died so i was watching just an obscene amount of television. Yeah. I don't know why, but I feel like for like big events like that, people either get like really, really into music and feel like you can identify with a lot of things, but music used to always just make me like rage out. But I did like all of the turn up songs. On Forest Hills yeah. Drive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was a good mixtape era too. I got a lot of Tanache in. Oh, yeah, I wasn't. You weren't on the Tanache train, <laughs> but you are on there now, bitch. Yeah, I do. I can't appreciate Tanache's artistry. I see where she's coming from now. Yes. I really get it. Yes. Forest Hills Drive. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I like the, the turn up songs a lot. I like Get Off My Dick. I like. I don't know if A Tale of Two Cities was a turn up song. I can't, but I love that song for a long time. So. <laughs> I don't know if it's a turn up song. <laughs> I feel like just like with Drake, J. Cole, sometimes I see the title of the song and I'm like, what does that song sound like? You know? Yeah. You know how some songs they like explain what the song is, so you're like you start singing it in your head, and other songs you're like, What is Saint Tropez? Whatever <laughs> <laughs> you hear it, like you know what it is, but yeah. So not the best year for music. Maybe not listening to music. But in 2015, things got a little bit better. What was going on in 2015? Well, Ego Death came out in 2015, oh, so. Wow. 
I also will say Dirty Sprite 2. And what a time to be alive. Yes. Because Dirty Sprite 2... Peaches Prime. Has a special place in my heart because I actually have that physical CD. I went to Best Buy and I bought a CD. Wow. Old school. That old 1998 Ford Taurus. And the aux cord system didn't work. It did not. So I just bought a CD. And I decided to buy Dirty Sprite too, so I like really know that album. <laughs> That's a great choice yeah. because I really wanted to like do something different. Every song on there was like was played. Yes, it was played. Yes, thought it was a drought. Stick talk, freak hoe. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. And then what a time to be alive! I Fuck mean. up some commas. That's- if you can see me you know what dance i'm doing <laughs> it's like an amorphous interpretation of the stroll we had it's like we don't know any of these strolls not a one but yeah future had a great year because what a time to be alive is also a classic that i think right now doesn't get the credit it deserves maybe but like at the time that's all we listened to yeah like the beginning of the year was dirty sprite too and the end of the year was what a time to be what alive. a time to be alive and like they really took us through scholarships jump man diamonds dancing come on we should like make a little tell like commercial thing <laughs> like, like with the songs the yeah. songs going down yeah <laughs> uh, i would love to do that i would absolutely love to do that so we're both saying ego death favorite song off of ego death get away you are fuck me. Me. Yeah. that song like literally if you're laying down luxury bottles in my money trees such beautiful company Fuck a that song if you lay down and listen to it if you listen to the album your soul just ascends and floats above your body. Listen, Sid can get it anytime. I'm so... Sh- I don't even know what she I'm makes me feel. Straight, but Sid makes me feel some type of way. Whatever you want. She just gives off such ethereal vibes. I don't know. Now on to the like most pivotal year in music. Which is like, I don't even know... I- <laughs> This was supposed to be a short segment. I swear it was. No, it's going to be like 40 minutes. She's <laughs> Louise. Listen to what came out in 2016. Control by SZA. Awaken My Love. Childish Gambino. Anti. Rihanna. Lemonade. Beyonce. Views. Drake. Telephone. No Name. A Seat at the Table. Solange. The Divine Feminine. Mac Miller. All of those came out in one year. The Life of Pablo. 2016 was like I had I mean we're going through all the years if it's I don't think it's arguable this was the best year for music of my whole life yes that was a beautiful summer for me that was a really the the way because music was so good 
it made my summer way better. Exponentially. Yes. We graduated. We graduated, which it was a bad summer for me, like, socially, mm-hmm. but the music was so good, and I feel like I was just going out and just getting wasted, so yeah. I feel like this was, like, a... We were in Champagne. You were in Champagne. Oh, yeah. I was in Chicago. Yeah, working. Anti, like, the best Rihanna album ever, arguably, arguably oh, the best album of all time. I mean... What are we doing? Okay, favorite tracks from Anti. This is like the wedding music, so I'm letting you decide. The first time I heard this album, Kiss It Better, was like, my jam of course it was i know because it's me but i'm i'm gonna say sex with me Ooh, yeah sex with me is a, a really really great song and i like to put it on sex with me <laughs> so amazing no after you've had a bath bomb oh, fuck. You like a robe on yeah i think it's it's a great song and it i just is. feel like she's just being honest like that but i think nothing really compares to work because like that work what's that tweet that that summer where the work and um one dance combo oh kicked in that's what it was we were just drunk um, we were just drunk like putting one dance and work on in rotation just like every day pre-gaming all day and it never got old that was it's still not i could do that right now and have a great time i really could Beach party 2016 <laughs> <laughs> music only. summer 2016 like it was all summer 16 was a whole thing that we did yeah a really nice era it was a great era i loved consideration when i first heard the album but now i think the song that really ooh. i also love goodnight gotham and I put Goodnight Gotham and Same One Mistakes kind of in the same, like, Grouping. like alternative, like, 90s, fucking trippy pop. Like, I love that from Rihanna. I felt like it was, like, so fitting but unexpected. And it's the type of song that will also, like, have you transcending. Nice. Only if alive, 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 alive. It sounds really hard to sing um, without the song on the background. <laughs> so Control by SZA was also like, what the fuck, unexpected, great fucking album. Um, my favorite song from Control is probably, I'm gonna say... The weekend, though. I know it's one of the more popular songs, but I do love mm, The weekend. I just think it's so sexy and like. It's probably because me and Quad just learned that choreography to it. I thought of you guys learning it in my living room, literally. Yeah, I love that song. But Doves in the Wind is a close second. I'm going to say Broken Clocks. Love that song. Yeah. And I caught on to that song late, but I was, like, literally, like, I love listening to it at work. Yeah, because the clock seems not to move, and yeah. it's, like, if you're singing it all depressed, like, I love God, broken clock, singing, like, I'm no time, just burning daylight. <laughs> yeah. 
broken clocks for sure. Doves in the wind. So good. So great. To this okay. 2016, man. Salute to you, because that really just... that. What a time, man. What a time. Let's do lemonade, and then that'll be the last one that we do for this year, because if we keep going, we're just going to keep going. Just know that the, the Divine Feminine and, and Telephone are like two of my favorite albums ever. Yes. So. But Lemonade. Lemonade. When I, so when this visual album came out, I watched it with Arthur. And at the time, he was not a Beyonce fan. He was like, Beyonce's a little bit overrated, you know. Like, I just feel like people are a little bit dramatic with how, like, they talk about her and, like, how much fans they are of her, whatever. So I had him watch it once, and then he was a Beyonce stan. Like, he was like, oh! That's all it takes. I get it. Like, yeah. You get it, I know. We watched it twice in a row. We did. I didn't watch it at first. I listened to the album when it came out. How do you keep slipping through the cracks when I like... But I never watched. Because we're supposed to be friends and I feel like a lot of the times when I bring things up that you haven't watched because you don't watch things when they're new, you just lie. No, you just talk about them and I'm like, wow, that sounds cool. You say... Like, you say them when they're new. The absence of truth is also... No! (laughs) Okay, imagine if like... A lot of these big things happened in group settings. So imagine the Beyonce album comes out, but in a room full of eight of our line sisters, and you're talking about the album with somebody. I gotta play closer attention is what you're actually talking about. I fly below the radar because you can't talk about something you don't know, right? Wow. Why didn't you watch it? Did it only premiere on a... No, I I had the subscription. I just didn't... To Tidal? Yeah, I bought it and everything. I even got like caught up for a few months and was paying for title. I was never listening to shit on there. And you love TV. Yeah. I'm just difficult. But I listened to the album a lot of times and did not get it. And then everybody was like, because you haven't seen the visuals. Like the album (laughs) itself. The album itself alone is not the same without the visuals. It is not. But I still liked the album a lot. But the what really did it for me was going to her concert. Like, I literally cried. Yeah, it's an emotional, it's a spiritual experience. That and Britt and I just had a very surreal concert experience. The best thing I've ever been to. Walked home a mile in the rain, barefoot, went to McDonald's, got McFlurries, and probably stole, like, 20 McChickens. I know, I saw you guys halfway through, and I was like... You guys are wet in the trash bags. <laughs> well, she got a poncho. I was in the trash bag. <laughs> with like McDonald's bags. I'm like, what the fuck happened? And I had not been to a Beyonce concert since four. I forgot what um, tour that was. I saw her do like Grown Woman and all those songs. But seeing the Formation tour was, you're right, just different. Just different. It, it was amazing. And... It was just amazing. I mean, <laughs> you game changing. You laugh. You. I recommend that every person in the world see a Beyonce concert before they die. You have to. I keep telling my sisters that you cannot understand the impact she has on your life until you are standing there and she comes out there and it's just she the energy, the energy, like the connection you have to the hundreds of thousands of people watching the same it's just you know what i'm not even gonna i sound like a crazy beyonce stan but that's because you don't understand and if you do you do that's true we we no longer have to try to convert people you're right you either are or you aren't 
right. What's your favorite song from Lemonade? Oh, yeah, fuck. My favorite song is... <laughs> You're gonna judge me. Hold on, can I guess? Sure, go ahead. Oh, this will be fun. <laughs> your favorite song is... Six and Chills. No, it's sorry. But Damn! Six and Chills is a really close, close second. Close, six Inch is close. a very close second. And I know people don't like Six, six Inch. I like Six Inch. Really? I don't love Sorry. Sorry had to grow on me, but... Yeah. I just I feel like Sorry actually just became kind of like... I'm sorry. <laughs> people were saying it all the time, and I was like, this is... Mm. I put Love Drought all night and Pray You Catch Me like in the same area, but my favorite favorite is going to have to be Don't Hurt Yourself. Yeah. Just because seeing it, like, I mean... It's just dramatic. Like, I love that shit. Like, it's like a rock song. And I would like rock songs. I think yeah. growing up with them. Because they're kind of like, they have the same vibe as hip hop. Like, this, like, I don't give a fuck about what the fuck you're saying. Like, I do what I want type of thing. And then on top of that, you have that Beyonce energy matched with it. Can't beat that. Beautiful. 2017. 2017. What was going on? That was a that was my crazy that was the worst year in law school me. ever. Yep, that wasn't fun. No, it was. That was really that bad. was a bad year. That was, but it was a really great Drake album. More life, more everything. I don't know why people didn't like it that much, but I really, really liked. it. I think we were just going through like a Drake drops everything every year, and we're kind of like over it. I think my favorite song is also random, and it's probably no one else's favorite song. But I love forty four twenty two. I just. Yeah, I didn't like the <laughs> I didn't like the chorus, but I but it grows on me after a while because you know people I like are very into that like indie Europe type of vibe, so I feel like I would. I, would I think Drake is very into that indie Europe vibe. thing. Yeah, all the um international influences he had were not my favorite, and that's why I critiqued the album and like. It's just like the accents are so corny to me. Like, you can really have the feature and then just have the person with the accent say it, not you. You know? <laughs> the whole interlude where he's doing that Jamaican accent, like, we get it, you're from Canada, but nigga, like, that's not how you talk. It's weird. It's definitely, like, awkward. It's weird. It's strange. Um, I would say mine is get it together, yeah. Get that shit together so I, we can get together. I was going together. through quite a crazy time in my relationship, and I really had to get it together. So that song is like, I feel like I have to skip it now. A little scarred, but... That's okay. That's all right. There's lots of other party bangers on that to get me through. <laughs> okay, so 2017 and 2018 were just kind of dry years for music. They were. Because everyone dropped their shit all in 2016. So everybody took a year off. Yeah. And we were all like... And then the stuff they dropped in 2018 wasn't as good. Like, I, I think 2018 Damn might have come out as well. It's probably King's Dead. Yeah. <laughs> that is a great song. Just hearing it, I'm like, that song is really well composed. Like, all the all the um, rappers on there did, like, they killed it. Like, I felt, I felt like with that album, everyone came with a lot of energy. Like, they wanted to make it really, really good. So it ended up being really, really good. Wow. Very true. I agree. Um, and same for Song of the Year. 2018 for me was pretty dry. 
In fact, for me, I would probably say... Something very old. No, uh, Maya came out with a new album called TKO in 2017. Okay, tell us about the yes. uh, deep cuts. Um, and on TKO is the Ready for Whatever song that I really love. And okay. she did a lot of other like nice little features and collabs that I, I kind of liked. So she has like four or five good songs on there. I encourage you to check it out. Okay. But Ready for Whatever is very good, even though her videos are low budget still. And it really makes me angry. Because she's not, she doesn't have a record deal right now. She's independent. She's independent. And yeah. I feel like, here's the thing about independent artists now, because everybody now has a camera and can do great video editing skills. I don't understand why you can't find, like, do your research to find someone to give you good You things. can really just go on Instagram and, like, find someone who does a little bit of videography. And, and they'll like, fuck your shit up and it'll be amazing. In a good way. Instead of these basement trap ass looking videos where you're such a big star and i don't get it i don't get it. but then again the artist isn't always like a visionary that way like music is the way that they create so they don't really know a good versus bad concept or like what's going to come off looking cheap i have to believe that's the thing fair i have to believe that i still wouldn't put it out though the one album that really defined 2018 for me was really more of like a soundtrack. It was the Black Panther soundtrack. And uh, I think for me, it was definitive because the movie was, was such a big deal. And like everyone was like so hyped about this like black superhero movie. And the music was actually good and like curated well. And I loved all the songs on there. Like, And I, it was a surprise for me. So... Um, I really enjoyed it. What's your favorite song on there? Okay. Fuck 2017. Fuck 2018. <laughs> I mean, it was like all 2016, like post-election sadness. So, and no one was helping us get through that, unfortunately. Come 2019. 2019. And we just got our Spotify statistics, so... Based on my listening patterns and what I believe today, my favorite album this year was Homecoming. Wow. That's kind of amazing. Even though I knew all the songs, it was just like, I mean... <laughs> it deserves all the awards, all the recognition. Like, it was just such a great live album, and it like, I woke up to it in the morning, and it got me going. I could work out to it. <laughs> and like, every time I hear a song, I think of the performance, which is like... It adds another element of why you love the music so much. My favorite song from Homecoming. Do you have one? Party. Oh yeah, you you played that shit all the way out. Yeah. Um. Mine was probably Diva. To another level, no passengers on my plane. <laughs> <laughs> learned all the get into the money choreography so like i listen to that song all the time again and it's just become a very favorite part of like performance entertainment pop culture for me because that choreography is hard like it's hard it's difficult beyonce does it without even sweating not even like wincing not even like you don't see any effort (sighs) y'all niggas don't understand what do you want to see out of music in the 2020s? Um, I want to see 
less sampling of not old enough songs. Yeah. Oh, boo. I feel like we're on a really weird sample train, and I'm I love a good sample. You know, I love oldies, but those songs we're coming out with are not as good as the old song. Rhythm and flow taught us. If I still think the original is better, then I could do without your song. Like the whole Tory Lanez chicks tape. Five. It's not that good. Every song it's is not, not as good. good as the original. Like it's not a good album. And you Tory even Lanez, got the people from the songs. It's not good. I mean, like I listened to a few songs today, and I was like, oh, okay. Like there are a few songs I will listen to, but they're not like great, amazing, oh my god, impactful songs. No, I'm I'm tired of it. So I want to see more originality. I want to see more like iconic albums. I just want people to put thought into what they're putting out. Same. Yes. I really love having a full album to listen all the way through that I like can go back to and be like, oh, I liked the song before, but now I love it. Like, and that's what 2016 was like. I also love that rap is like, this sounds old of me, but I'm kind of tired of mumble rap, and I'm glad that we're moving into like niggas like the baby and like there are probably more names right now, but. Mm. Either way, I like that we're actually able to kind of hear what people are saying and like the shit like you can hear bars and it's like, I think it's more fun to me because I get to learn the lyrics and I like learning the lyrics to songs and like, you know, I like that movement that we're going in. A little bit less of the indie things that all sound the same by like light skinned girls that all look the same. Uh, yeah. So my top songs of 2019 were Like This by Kelly Rowland, Come Here by Jay Holiday. Juicy by Doja Cat. My love is like well by Maya. It's just Juicy. Doja Cat's the only one up there holding it down. (laughs) (laughs) Holding it down. (laughs) Wow, Jazz, you need to. Actually, no, it was just you. That's you. Yeah. You can listen to your oldies all you want. I listen to Craig David every day. I was playing Craig David in my house over the uh, Thanksgiving break, and my parents were like, You still listen to this? I was like, Fake Yes! (laughs) Every day. Every day. Go forth and add some of these songs back onto your playlist because I know you want to. Yes, be sure to their bangers. <laughs> be sure to follow us on Instagram at 168podcast and on Twitter at 168pod. And um, stay tuned for our stories all week that we'll be recapping yes. our favorite albums of the decade. And go kill the week, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>